There's an organization called the Southern Conference of Bar Presidents. Uh, don't worry if you haven't heard of it, uh, neither had I until late last year. But it's made up of the presidents, presidents elect, and executive directors of all the bar associations throughout the South. Each state has its own organization called a bar association. Bar associations do more than just regulate the legal profession. They also promote many significant and worthwhile endeavors that benefit the general public, like encouraging lawyers to do pro bono and supporting low-income legal services efforts. Many, like the State Bar of Georgia, of which I am a member, have other initiatives, like its annual high school mock trial program, which is designed to make students more knowledgeable about the legal system and hopefully encourage one or two or three or more to consider the law as a career. It has its access to justice programs, and it also has a military legal assistance program which connects service members and veterans to lawyers who can provide free or reduced fee legal services. So to help bar association leaders do this kind of work, the Southern Conference of Bar Presidents holds an annual meeting. And this year, it's in Atlanta, Georgia. The first time the meeting has been held there since the group started its conference back in 1969, and it's being hosted by the State Bar of Georgia. The Ark of Justice Institute is taking part in this conference and presenting a Hidden Legal Figures education program. We had an all-star cast of presenters to help shine the spotlight on one lawyer and one judge whose behind-the-scenes, hidden efforts epitomized what was taking place legally to sustain and shape the civil rights movement. Frank M. Johnson Jr., whose first big case was the one that ended the Montgomery bus boycott by ruling segregated seating on public buses unconstitutional, was the judge we highlighted. And Donald Lee Hollowell, who became known all across Georgia as Mr. Civil Rights, was our lawyer profile. Judge Myron H. Thompson, retired senior judge of the United States District Court in the Middle District of Alabama, who succeeded Judge Johnson, and Peter Canfield, a partner in the Atlanta office of Jones Day and chair of the State Bar of Georgia Cornerstones of Freedom program, were insightful in their reflections on the legacy of Judge Johnson. For Frank Johnson, the concept of the bystander, the Eichmann defense, was not there. Whether it was gassing the Jews in Germany or lynching black people in Montgomery, Alabama, or gay bashing in Laramie, Wyoming, hatred of people because of what they are, not who they are, whether it be a Jew or black or a homosexual, and not based on their character, was simply unacceptable to him. And this banality of evil was pervasive here in the South. From hospitals to schools, everywhere it existed. The thing about Frank Johnson, though, is you say, well, he was a federal judge. He could make these changes. But what was so remarkable is that he grew up in that very culture that he sought to change. In other words, here was not someone rendering decrees from Washington, D.C., or rendering decrees from Massachusetts. Here was someone who was existing in the very culture he sought to, exchange, uh, to change. And in fact, what's so remarkable about him is that he's seeking a culture that he himself had grown up in.
To set the scene a little bit, uh, in 1954 was when the United States Supreme Court decided Brown versus Board of Education, the school desegregation case. Well, it was one year later that Judge Johnson was put on the bench in Montgomery. Three weeks after he assumed the bench was when Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on the bus to a white person and was, was arrested and charged. That led to the Montgomery bus boycott, which catapulted in, into fame uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, who was then 26 years old and had just arrived in Montgomery to be the pastor of the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. It was one of Judge Johnson's first, his first major case was really to consider the issue of whether the law that Rosa Parks had violated that allowed segregation of buses in Montgomery, whether that was uh, legal and constitutional. There was a challenge, there was a three-judge court called. Uh, judge Johnson was the junior judge on that court and uh, that court ruled in a divided decision that uh, just as Brown versus Board of Education had found that segregation in public schools violated the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution, that that principle should be extended not just to public schools, as the dissenting judge thought it should be confined, but to all public facilities. And through decision after the decision following that uh, rule, um, Judge Johnson applied that same principle to desegregate all the things you said. We were also joined by Professor Maurice C. Daniels, author of Saving the Soul of Georgia, Donald L. Hollowell and the Struggle for Civil Rights, to paint the portrait of Georgia's chief civil rights attorney. He joined the distinguished attorney, A.T. Walden, here in Atlanta in securing the release of hundreds of protesters during the Atlanta student sit-ins. The young protesters were enamored uh, with Mr. Hollowell and he embraced uh, their activism. And many of them, as Charlene Hunter Galt observed, regarded him as a surrogate father. The student protesters often chanted, King is our leader, Hollowell is our lawyer. We shall not be moved. And if that wasn't enough star power, we were fortunate to have the luminescence of CNN weekend anchor, Frederica Whitfield, who moderated the program. Uh, today we're paying homage to, and of course, also recognizing extraordinary individuals in the judicial system. They follow their conscience, following the law, challenging law, and its interpretations and applications, all in the name of human rights and civil rights. This is perhaps the most interesting program hosted by an organization most people have never heard of. Concerning the work of one lawyer and one judge, we believe everyone ought to know, to reveal how the law was changing things in the 1950s, way down south.
In partnership with the National Center for Civil and Human Rights, the Arc of Justice Institute is developing a traveling exhibit to recognize the heroic and vital contributions of lawyers and judges made to the civil rights movement. Under the Color of Law will premiere in February 2021. To learn more, visit www.onthearc.net.